You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the way it's meant to be. <laughs> this goes out to to Betsy Cam, you guys. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, a long distance dedication to Betsy Cam. <laughs> oh, Betsy. Braz is for doing. Oh. <laughs> and we are, we are now doing. I just I think that. No more Bing. No more Bing. Well, don't say it. I just. Oh, I, I, you gave it away for free. All right. All right. Fly by the cup, you get the milk for free. I was doing a thing, and you guys just stepped all over it, as yeah. usual. Okay. You want to start over? No. No? It's fine. Welcome to our wonderful Blacklist Episode 6 After Buzz After Show with all of us here. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Joe Santlipo. It's so nice to see you all. Or not see you, but you're all very blessed to see me. Oh, so sad whoa. that you didn't. You, are you yeah. gonna get a luck? Are you gonna lovely now? Are you gonna give her a lovely? What are you gonna give her? You don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna wait. wait. Are you, I'm really are you gonna do this? I thought he, it was mine, and you, I got you all. Got I know he st- also, he gave me your lovely, so I'm not sure what you get now. I'll pass my lovely on to you. I'm also joined it. by the lovely Nando Velasquez. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh, you. Very much. I, I, I'm betting there's a glorious coming for you. I'm Maybe a glorious. And I'm joined by the beautiful. Oh, wrong again, Santolipo. Damn it, Braswell. And I'm me, Joe Braswell. Um, I don't have a beard on my face. You can see my face. <laughs> I'm very happy. He's glorious. <laughs> I liked the beard. Going on record. It's all right. Should, well, should we explain? Should we explain no. it for um, for Betsy Can that that's the last time we'll be hearing that song? I was going to do that. But you oh, can you're going to do it? Okay. I just want like I just want I just want Barry to lead. No, no. <laughs> the song no, stopped so we, playing. We did. No, we. we there we talking. go. We got taps for it. There it is. <laughs> Betsy, I, I want I want to issue an apology to Betsy and and the universe because I did begin to abuse the I don't want to wait the Dawson's Creek and and it's very rare that someone will say on 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 a comment like um dude stop doing that and I'll and I'll, and I'll agree with them so uh, I agree with you Betsy it's gone it's very rare that someone tells Joe he needs to talk less and he listens yeah <laughs> on the plus side it's the first time he ever got four stars for a singing so. that is absolutely that's true yes that's true <laughs> that's so there you go true. so that's an upside so thank you Betsy thank thank you thank all all of us thank you thank you yes we all thank you <laughs> we all thank you you were so right <laughs> uh, so here we go so we're we're on episode six which is uh, Gina Sanatacos Sanatacos Gina Joe. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, it's the worst criminal no, name ever. It's not. All, all I can hear is Gina Sakatacos. That's because you are a mor- How many are in the Sakatacos? Because okay, you're from L.A. and you're hungry. Yeah. I, I'm okay. just saying that there's a lot of tacos okay, in the sack. All, first of all. Every time, okay, if James Spader oh, cannot God. make your criminal name sound badass, you did not do a good job with the criminal name. Okay, I cannot disagree with you more. A, it's it, she's Greek. Gina, Sak- yeah. Gina, Gina Sakatacos. It's Greek. <laughs> it's very exotic. Yeah, it's the exotic. actress is of Russian descent, 
and you are like making it sound like you're like a frat boy over here. Cheetah sack of tacos. That's how. It, if you come on, stupid. Cheetah it was said. It was said four different ways by four different actors no. in the show. Can you imagine? There had to be table meeting. Had table no. remakes. So do we say this sack of, ta- sack of tacos? No. Sack of tacos. Sack of tacos. Sack of tacos. Sack of tacos. They did extensive research and they said that she's from this part of the world. She's great. I, Her name is Gina Sacatacos. That's the name. I think all and that's great. That. All I hear is, is Sacatacos. You know, yes. maybe I can hear a backstory. Not the writers. Oh wait, so that's on me then. Why well, the when you do this whole thing? Like the writers need to straighten themselves out with their names. I can see her backstory right now. Her backstory was she went to school with people like San Filippo, who made fun of her name constantly, and she yes. became a criminal. That's how it worked. Because out of revenge for so it, mean people like you. So this Thank is my fault. God. For douches like you. I wonder how many people out there have become super criminals because you've made fun of them. Yes. Well, I will tell you this. There are definitely three that I'm aware of. <laughs> um, <laughs> sack of tacos is not one of them. She didn't go to high school. Thank God poor Gina, the Greek goddess, Zina, Zina Sacatacos, Gina Sacatacos, <laughs> did not go to high school with you, Joseph Lepo. Wait, could she be worse than she already is? I think, <laughs> I think Sacatacos is pretty bad. All right. Oh, you got it. So, that, so, so that's her name. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the name of the show. Yeah, that's the name of the episode. episode. And yes, we wore it out. What number is she? Uh, number 152. She's number 152. So, so Gina Sacatacos, episode six. Yes. Uh, what do we think of this episode, guys? What do you think? Of, we'll start. Well, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What do you think of that episode? What's your, what are your general impressions of the episode, Julia? Um, I enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed the pace of this episode, um, and I, I feel I feel good about it because we got some answers finally, or or at least Kinda. we got some answers. We have a couple things you can you know check off the list of. Yeah. Could this be this? Could he be that? Um, definitely edge of your seat sort of episode. You had uh-huh. a lot of things going on, everything with with uh, Tom and Lizzie, which I'm just dying to talk about with I you. I know, right? <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. And, um, and, and the, the story, this, this super criminal, I thought she was kind of cool. She was hot, too. She was cool. She, she was, was pretty, hot. She was a sexy criminal, she was guys. Hot. She was hotter mm. than that other yeah. broad we had. Well, she was pretty hot, too. Uh, the French girl. The French down girl. our boy wrestler. I enjoyed that. Yes. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah. She was kind of badass, Xana Tacos. Isn't it Xana Tacos? I think Xana Tacos. Xana Tacos. Sorry, Xana Tacos. Z- oh, no that was, oh, I got you. Tacos. <laughs> hey, Gina Xana Tacos. Why are you going to paint me as a frat boy? Hey, writers. <laughs> hey, writers. That's unfair. Message to you, writers. <laughs> Change your name. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you I'm <laughs> gonna give you my two cents about Gina Saka Tacos because I was deeply impressed. Uh, I was deeply impressed that the character was well put together, and um, I really enjoyed the uh, the scene where she killed off the Turkish uh, the, the the Turkish uh, attaché, and and he's uh, 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 and she's like, what what what? That was yeah. really that was really hard. That was really cold. Yeah, that was cold blooded. She pushed him over. Bloop. Boop. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. Um, that little note to self: Turkish attachés. Uh, uh, no, that should right. no no. Don't do that. Don't be a Turkish. <laughs> that don't be a Turkish attaché. And if you yes. are, she didn't want to go out with you. That how no. could you be that confused? Well, they had an affair, but they had, they had, an, had an ongoing affair. Yeah, it but how? The first time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was the last she, time. She'd been working this for a while. Yes, rough and tumble. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the show. I thought, and I, I was. I, I said it last week. I was really at the end of at the end of last week's episode. I was beginning to to wonder if my if my uh, my mockery of Tom was unfounded. And so I, ex- I kind of expected this week that uh, that Tom was going to be as genuinely surprised as everybody else was, and he was. Um, 
So I'm, I'm beginning to trust Tom a little more. Oh, oh what? I, what? Tom is, is dirty. I, I, Tom is dirty as Red Fox in Vegas in 1975. He's dirty. Red Fox was a comedian. Oh, um, sorry, I'm dating myself there. Dirty yeah. as, uh, I don't know, who's dead. No, Red Fox in Vegas in 1975 is a brilliant reference, yeah. and I wouldn't change a thing. I All think right. that's beautiful. Yeah, he's dirty like uh, You're going to tell him that's story. Like Tosh on, I don't know, I can't believe it. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I, I was really surprised by the way they went with it. I bought Tom. Um and and now I, I we all question Red now is Red lying? Ooh, uh, I thought it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. Nando, what did you think? Uh, you know, this episode confused me. Uh-oh. Just with the whole well, you know, I, I, I as you, I predicted that Tom was probably going to be just as surprised about the findings, and and he was going to say, "What are you doing, bringing this stuff into my house?" You know, assuming that it was uh, Lizzie's box, not his. Uh, but just just the whole ending. I'm sure we'll get into it. You know, just to, to have her trust Red and then to find out that that Red was the person who pretty much had to do with this assassination that, that Tom may or may not be involved in. So it's a little confusing. Uh, as far as uh, the supervillain, as you called her earlier, the criminal of the week, the, the blacklister of the week, mm-hmm. uh, Tacos says you, hey, Sakatacos. <laughs> Way to be a teacher's pet, Sakatacos. Just saying. Uh, yeah, as far as, as far as she's concerned, I mean, I'm glad to see what a, a genuine terrorist on the show. I feel like yeah. I, I've complained about this the past couple of weeks. There's been a lot of middlemen. And there's still deadly people, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I want to see some more items at stake. A dirty bomb, you know, going to be exploded somewhere in the U.S. I mean, that seems to be a little bit more, uh, have more weight to it with the FBI trying to, you know, hunt down this person, this blacklister, as Agreed. opposed to previous weeks. So I did like that. I love the villain being very, you know, I don't want to get too much into it because I'll talk about it later. But I just, this was more of a, of a spy, of a real spy. You know, yeah. I, I just love the whole the whole elevator scene. Everything there was, it, it was really good. A lot more suspenseful. I, 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 do, I do want to go on record saying two things. Uh, first off, my last name is San Filippo. You think I wasn't made fun of as a child? You're insane. <laughs> um, and and, and you're super wrote villain. That. And you're wrote San Filippo. So uh, the second thing I want to say is um, I do think that the show did a great job creating a supervillain with that, that had motivation that made sense. Like you, you had you had a uh, you had a multinational that needed a needed this port to get more action than another port. That makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and, even. even you know, back from that. I mean, as, as a supervillain, as a blacklister, she is someone who is a corporate, you know, a corporate assassin or a corporate, corporate saboteur, if mm-hmm. you will, corporate terrorist. Thank you very much. So, how she, whatever, how she commits her corporate terror ranges from murder to to dirty bombs to whatever. There's no end that she won't go to, no length that she won't go to 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 move these. Uh, to, to make these things happen. I mean, Red referenced uh, the cyanide thing in, the, in 1981, I believe. I, rem- I remember that. Yes. Uh, oh, uh, 1982, the, the cyanide. Yeah, yeah. The Tylenol scare. The seven Tylenol scare. Yeah, I remember that. So, I mean, remember that? Dating yeah, ourselves. Yeah. Yep. He, he, he referenced that as something that, that Xenotakos was behind. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, although in 1982, Xenotakos was, I'm guessing, six. Well, no, so. not behind. I mean, not her, but I mean, her. her it was, it was her, a reference. Her kind. Yes. Yeah. yeah so the kind her of things, career choice. Yeah, he's mm. a lot of these things have been happening since for a while. Mm. And, you know, I did one of those things. But I, I agree with you, Ned. I really love this episode from the standpoint of it being feeling a lot more like a spy thriller. I mean, this is, this is not, I mean, this is, you know, we talk about this being a procedural, we talk about this being a lot of things, but at its heart, it's kind of like a fun spy thriller, even though we're talking about the FBI here. Yeah. And this had a, some real nice pacing and it was some real nice sort of like espionage notes to it. And it, and it made me realize that when we went to look to see who directed it, and it's our guy, uh, Adam Arkin. Mm. Uh, from Chicago Hope, the mm-hmm. actor, who is now a great director who's done a bunch of, Son of An- Sons of Anarchies, and he's done a couple Justifieds, I think, but he's for sure done a bunch of um, The Americans, 
which we love. Mm-hmm. He's in all like my great favorite Americans episodes, which this show kind of this reminded me of the Americans a little bit. So uh, that was kind of fun. And um, uh, John Bokenkamp. I didn't butcher his name. <laughs> I hope not. Does anyone know the creators of the show's name? Besides me butchering it every week, I, leave it to me. I, I'm, the pronunciation? I'm not yes. sure. I, I think you that sounds about right. Anyway. Yeah, you sound <laughs> it out. That works pretty well. Yes. Boken Bo- Bo- Kemp. Kemp. Yeah. We'll call him. We'll call uh, him next week. I think he's we'll done a great job at sort of yeah. like, you know, um, being able to, as we see by episode six, he's still building the world. So mm-hmm. there's we're, he's building this world that Red belongs to, this weird underbelly blacklist, you know, world where all these blacklists live and we're building some of the backstory to Tom which I'm sure we'll get into more and we're seeing a little bit of of, of, of Lizzie's character but most important thing most important revelation that happened to me um, in this episode was we see that um, Red has some dirt on Harold. Oh yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought was, that. Up. That was a new thing. Yeah, that I'm he, super excited to yeah. explore. And he, he he pulled Harold's card. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want me to bring up Beirut or whatever it was. Kuwait, Kuwait. 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 You don't want me to bring up Kuwait. And he's like, burr, burr. Uh, bring Lizzie back. I love I love his line. Nairobi. Folded like a deck of cards. I love his line. Hardly the time to let your morals stand in the way of your upward mobility. Yes. I have that written yeah. down too. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, a lot of good Spader lines in this one too mm. a lot of a lot of good uh it's like every you know all the shades of spader there's a lot there's a lot of steph today this week um a lot that, of steph that, today. this week of the today this week uh he's that line he, what's the line about the cheerleader like he uh Oh, oh no! What was that line? Like he'll he'll talk faster than like a, cheerleader. a cheerleader. Oh, who we'll just came back from a nooner under the stand? Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So he'll talk faster than a cheerleader. He came back from a nooner under the stand. Yeah, yeah. I felt very Steph, very Penny Pink. <laughs> it was very Steph. Also, kind of a rapey line. Is that a, is that a rapey line? I don't no, think so. no. The idea no. would be that she that she that she banged the quarterback and went and, and told everybody. To oh, okay. you guys not gonna believe it? Okay, Brad and I just banged on the bleachers. Gina talking. Banging the court, the new Gina, Gina Sacatacos. Hey, Gina Sacatacos, what were you doing under know. the bleachers? What's going on, Gina? What's up, Gina Sacatacos? I don't know. Santa Taco seemed to give it up pretty easily when yeah. she was in the hospital. She had a plan. They didn't even have to She's try. Out. She gave it up pretty easily. Oh, in the hospital. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe she's the cheerleader he's talking about. Anyway, so yeah, I, I or maybe she's setting him up. Lots. She gave it up, or she's taking the fall. Oh. Who knows? Yeah, no, and we haven't seen the hope. We haven't seen the last of Gina Sakatakos. No, there's no way because she, she, she's, she's a lot name like Sakatakos. It's it's yeah, coming back exactly. <laughs> These writers. <laughs> so uh, I, I would love it if people want to send us tacos to uh, to the show next week. That would be great. Just that would be awesome. Yeah, awesome. Some tacos. Yeah. Yeah. Tacos. Please soft soft tacos. I think are much easier to work with. Than, than hard tacos. I don't want to get any stuff in my teeth. But make sure right. it's a sack of tacos. Yes. Uh, yes. Send them in a sack. A nice big sack. Yes. But since she's Greek, I'd like, I'd prefer so some euros. Sack of euros. Some euros. Sack of euros. Some euros. Sack of euros. Well, before we get out, let's we'll, we'll, we'll dive deeper in this episode. We have lots to talk about here. But I want yes. to first thank all of you for joining us on iTunes and downloading this podcast as you have been for the last six weeks. Um, we at one point were the number one most downloaded podcast at AfterBuzz. Really? Oh, yeah, we were. We were. Uh-huh. And then we were like number nine on iTunes. On TV iTunes, films, yeah, it's which huge. is which is of all time. And then we're actually number three on iTunes when it comes to audio podcasts. Whoa! Whoa. So, well, thank you guys. Thank, thank you very you much. Thank you very much. Can please continue to download and listen, and please comment. You know, we we, we never like if we if you didn't comment. 
we ne- we would still be listening to Joe Sanfilippo sing "I Don't Want to Wait." Yeah, every five seconds. Think about so, that. So please, <laughs> and we do read your comments. And yes, the banter. <laughs> so do you see the what banter gets off topic every now and then? Beautiful yes. things Betsy back. has done for all yes. of you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So thank you very yeah. much. And um, and also you can check us out on YouTube. And we thank all of our, all of our YouTubers who comment as well. Yeah. And you we'll, we'll do some shout outs. We'll do some tickety tickety. Of course we will. We like we call it tickety tickety. Let's let's talk about to you, Joe, about your girl Gina Zanatakos. Oh, I was actually going to talk about Tom Keene, but I can talk oh, about no, Gina. Oh, no, you, you were going to talk about Zanatakos. Nando was going to talk about Zanatakos. But you want to so start off talk with Tom, about or do you want to no, start with ta- Okay, let's you. talk about, uh, let's talk about Gina. I screwed okay. that up. So the first interesting thing uh, of note, and you know, you said this, but I, I thought you were going to hit it. If if James Spader can't get uh, your supervillain name to sound cool, then uh, then something's wrong with you. This is the first person we've had that really doesn't have a code name in a while. Yeah, this is not the... Uh, yeah. This is this not is a not code the, name. Yeah, this is not the butcher, the candlestick maker, or anything crazy. Right. She's apparently... Gina. Yeah, she's what, just... What her name? her code name? <laughs> give, her, give her a name, Joe. Go. Uh, um, um, Hottie Greekiness. The Hottress. <laughs> Hottie Greekiness. <laughs> See, <laughs> writers, you're welcome. <laughs> but I found that... It's I, Gina Hottie Greekiness. <laughs> Wait, that's much better than Sakataka. Yeah. See? You're welcome. Hottie Greekiness. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's not the. I mean, uh, episode three, the the China. Wei, Wei, I can never say that one. Wei, Wei Jin. Which one? Wei Wu Jin. Wu Jin. Why do I say Wei? It's Wu Jin. Sorry. Uh, I mean, his that's his real name too. So we just had a couple of code names, and now we're back to normal people, somewhat normal people with yes. interesting names. So uh, that was the first thing. You don't really need a code name when your name is Anna Tacos. No, no, I guess not. Sorry to so, interrupt. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. And and uh, again, I mean, this is the first time we've seen something at stake. And, and also, we get to learn. Uh, Red really laid it down to Lizzie earlier in the episode when he said, "This is all about corporate terrorism." That's really the. That's really the biggest. You think that the people who run the White House every every four years when matter? It matter? No, Absolutely. it's the companies, companies and industries that really control. And I and I think that's really really interesting. Uh, an interesting note. So I'm sure we're going to see a lot more corporate terrorism. Uh, to, we're, we're probably going to see some major, major companies out of this. So, I, I, in a in a way, Gene is also a middleman because she's obviously representing some corporation. She's being hired to do this stuff. Right? Too. She's not. She's not the big gun, but she definitely feels more like uh, a boss. Well, there's some blacklisters who are like high level um, assassin slash. Um, you know, high-level, mid-level people, I guess. You yeah. Know? So people who execute she's, she's upper middle assassin. management. That's right. right. She's I mean, upper like, middle management right now. Like the cleaning of the, uh, the She probably maker. gets benefits. Sure. Okay. She probably gets corporation benefits, <laughs> in other words. Does. Maybe she does. Well, the stewmaker's a guy who carried who carry out orders from someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, she carried out orders from someone else. Yeah. So you have these people who are still high on the black list, but then you have the people who give these people the orders, which that's, have that's, to be yeah. really high on the blacklist. And, and that's the thing. is like, you know, we, 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 we figured out who the multinational was. We figured out what the order was. We figured out what, what she was going to do. But there's it's interesting to me that there's no discussion at any point in the episode as to whether or not they were going to go after anybody at the corporation. Like, that was yeah. not even oh, discussed. Yeah. And and I think that that's I, I uh, that's interesting to me. I think that's almost terrifying that that it wouldn't it, it either wouldn't occur to anybody to to put that in the show or that it would be just so expected that it'd be too hard to get a hold of whoever made that choice. You would think that there would be a lead that they, they would assume there'd be a lead there that they can c- pursue, right? And they would continue. And that if this was another show, uh, they would probably we would probably see next week the continuation of that. Sure, but what right. we pretty much are guessing. I'm sure we're predicting that, that that's the end of that company. We're just not going to hear anything else that, about that company for a while, yeah, unless be. that's the major, unless that's the major company in the end that Red's after. But I, I have a feeling that that's the only thing that's weird about it: the fact that 
you know, she's not a boss. But she seems like a boss because she's so elusive. I mean, it was so great seeing her escape the FBI oh, in yeah. the hotel. And then all those, I guess those were cheerleaders or some gymnastics group or something yeah, some, like that. Some club, sports team. Some sports, some girls sports <laughs> team. And she's hiding out in the back and wrestlers unaware. And then she kicks his ass. That was hot. Yeah, she was does hot. be down the rest of the yeah. bit. That was hot. That whole, the way she executed that, that whole mission in the hotel from the moment we see her disp- dis- dispatch of the attache to mm-hmm. the moment she, ev- how she evades wrestler and then kicks his ass and then sneaks out of the hotel was so incredibly well done well shot well paced yeah and was like wow she you know Zenitakos means business mm. and the first time we see Zenitakos is at the top of at the top, at the top of the show yeah in that uh, with that whole bomb with the car on which we were like what, what, yeah, what is bombing? happening but we now know that they were building the bomb inside the car yeah. a dirty bomb a dirty bomb and she says I can have ready in, in, in 48 hours and again that was great I mean that, that first she scene 36 again that first scene set the pace uh, I mean at first I was like oh wow they're exploding a car and, and they're making it sound like a big deal but it was a dirty bomb and, and, and still it means it's going to explode somewhere most likely in the US mm-hmm. and they get to find it it's a lot more just kidnapping one person or, or, yeah, I like I like when the, when the stakes are higher like that. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Um, so yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, okay. uh, do we not? I, I just would think that the Turkish the Turkish government should take an opportunity here to explain to their attaches that uh, traditionally, <laughs> super duper hot girls like this do not bang you if you they don't want something. Okay. Do, there's I'm sorry. Oh, uh, that's pretty mean. That's a Turkish attaches. Or how about attaches in general? I mean, it just it doesn't make sense. Like you can imagine he's writing home emails like you're not going to believe it. They're crazy for me over here. Well, he knew. He knew that she wanted something very specific from him. She, he, he was well aware. <laughs> he was well aware of it. He had the paperwork to prove it. I yeah, think he's right. just going to he take paperwork. it wherever he can get it. No, she really likes me. Yeah. Look, I have proof. You guys, I have proof. I, I'm going to I give her this. All I had to do is that is, are, are we doing here. Turkish accents right now? I'm they're not really sure. stereotypical. Like, yeah, whatever they are, they're not good. Yeah, okay. Okay. None of this is a Turkish accent. And also, hey, we we got our our neck our neck count back. We got our neck count back. Weapon to the neck. Yeah, my favorite thing. Another one. My right. favorite thing. There should be a running tally. <laughs> we, I think we have. We're like. We're like we're five for six. Five right? for six, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Five for six. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Is it that many? Yeah. I, I think not. This I think it's guy, four. the Stew Maker, the no. first episode. But what, episodes the one, two, pen four, to the five and six, right? Yep. It's been six one, episodes. Two. So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Lots of stabbing in the neck. Some some kind of neck activity. But I will say, even though. Um, you know, I mean, last week's. Uh, I, I, you know, I have to look up her name. I didn't look up Who? the actor's name for Zanatacos. Did you guys oh, have that up? Yeah, I, her name I, is uh, Margarita Leca. Le, le, uh, that's it. Yeah. Yes. Le- I mean, she was. Le- she's Le-Via. hot, and she was really good at it. I mean, as much as I love Robert Nepper, and I loved um, uh, the Stewmakers, who I can't remember for life for me at the moment right now. I mean, hopefully we we'll get to see more of her. She's hot. She obviously right. kicks some butt. It's a good character. Be nice to see her escape. So, if we'll you see. are, if you saw a transcript of this episode of our show, it would it would be very clear afterwards that. Uh, uh, Nando has said she's hot nine times and talented twice. Right. So uh, we, we have very clear criteria <laughs> did, here. Didn't I? <laughs> she did. Okay, well, I cool. Did, I did like the, uh, just to, to wrap up on Tacos and the whole plot, uh, I did like the sort of the, the twist on the old trope of the bomb at the end where it's like they do find the bomb and it's like, there's not a bomb in the car. The it car is, is the bomb. bomb. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of cool. And I really want to see. And cheesy, but cool. <laughs> and, I, and I really want to see um, Red 
uh, interact with her. We, we, we've gotten to see Rhett interact with most of these people, but we haven't seen him interact with her yet. So it's a good thing she's alive because I really want to see. Who knows? Maybe they had an affair like he did with last week's hottie. You know, or he so, knows who that little freckle is. Yes, maybe exactly. Maybe he knows where. Maybe she knows. Her, maybe he knows where her sack of tacos are. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh. But uh, I, I definitely want to see that, and also I want to know the relationship <laughs> because apparently she was hired by Red. Yeah. To to do that that show, uh, you know, that assassination over at Angel Station Hotel. So, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot more there. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more there yeah. because she's Zona Tacos is definitely connected to Red in in, in, in all kinds of ways, obviously. Um, I want to talk about uh now I want to talk about Tom because Zona Tacos is directly connected to Tom, who is directly connected to Lizzie, and who is directly connected to Red. And I don't know what the F is going on. Well, I don't know what to believe anymore. Played Joseph Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon just now. Yes. Um, I don't know what's... <laughs> it all comes back to the following. Yeah. <laughs> it's connected to Kevin Williamson. It's connected to Kevin Bacon. Shots fired. Shots fired. Okay, no, so... I, no, no, I, I think not. Um... <laughs> Uh, I think I think with Tom, I, you know, I was really I, like I said earlier. I, I thought uh, that uh, last week I thought there was a pretty good chance that Tom was going to um, was going to prove to be an earnest guy this week, and uh, and and they were going to go into the FBI not as not as like hey I'm taking him in, but more like we're going to go in together, um, and and that's what happened clearly. But um, uh, it, it, it's really interesting because he did everything from my point of view. If if he is a spy, he's really really good. Because he did everything right. I mean, he played everything right. His prints are not on the gun anywhere. They found a latent, but it wasn't his. Um, his prints are not any of the uh, the passports. I don't think they weren't able to, f- to connect him to anything directly. Um, you know, he played it up with Liz very much like a husband. Like, hey, what the hell is this? This makes no sense. Um, you're bringing this stuff into our house. Um, he's not breaking character. No, he's very, he's no, very he's good. Committed. Yeah, he's very committed. His his eyes are just you know his brows froze. He's just like I don't even know what's happening. Yeah, like I I almost believe him. Uh, any minute now, I expect Vanderbeek to come around the corner. I mean, right. it is that earnest. This is, it is that. We that or, or the doctor. Right. But I won't do it. out there. Or the doctor. But I won't do it now. The WB has had so many lovely shows, and the CW has taken over with a bunch of lovely shows. And then we go all the way back to Dawson's Creek for a reference. Because that's the, the only one, one I ever looked at, and I watched it for 10 minutes. So that's that's, that's, that's kind of where it all began, Dawson's Creek. I guess so. All God, right. I want to sing it, but Betsy, damn it, I'm not going to. And I hope you're happy. Thank you, Betsy. Don't Thank you. You're so it. strong right now. <laughs> Thank you, Betsy. I'm sorry, continue. So, so I, you know, it, it becomes clear by the end of the episode. But, but I think what they did here, that was so interesting, was, you know, uh, was, was really tear Liz to pieces. They, they tore Lizzie up. Uh, they used they uh, you know they I mean uh, Red is really tearing Lizzie to pieces with Tom and and I I don't I don't know if and it's interesting to me to look at it and go if if Red set Tom up did he expect that Tom was going to fold did he expect that Lizzie and Tom were going to go a different way with this did he expect that he was going to be able to flip Lizzie that quick on her husband without any any proof of any kind other than this box yeah this word doesn't make sense because Red is clearly you know. Five steps ahead of everyone. So if right. He, so if he heavily like the truth about your husband, he did learn the truth about your husband, and then only to have it be exposed as he it, was the guy who was, behind was it. the guy behind it. It's so flimsy. That doesn't make yeah. He, That's he's what a lot smarter me. than that. And the only evidence is is a grainy photo of him coming out of Angel Station and 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 a half shot of 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 him that he was able to plant in Zanatak in in, in Sacata- shout Zanataco's house. Yes. Um. Uh, where, where it's clear we don't even see who the girl is. Hmm. Um, well, this is what's bothering me about about Lizzie's uh, detective 
slash, you know, her, her work here. Because it's like, she's so, tri- we'll get to Lizzie in a second, but she's so quick to, like, not trust Red, which is, after Red, for five episodes, has done nothing but be right and deliver blacklisters, deliver terrorists, and do a lot of crazy things in the, in the last six weeks, yet she is so quick to be like, you're just a liar. You're this for yourself, which is true, but, you know. Well, who do you believe at that point? I mean, right? She's, he's really messing with her. Yeah, but she keeps on going back to him, you know? When she when she's so confused and she doesn't know what's what's happening, she goes to him every time in the last two episodes. She had a she's drink. She's gone to him she's held three his hand. times now. They, they did. They held a, hands. What was the line that he said? You know, I wanted to read. I didn't write it down, but the line that he said at the end when she discovered the truth, he said, I can lead you to... I can lead you to the truth, but I can't make you believe it or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but I yeah. can't make you believe it. That's a great line. That, yeah. That's sort of like the thing, that, that's the theme of the episode here, because it's like, the truth is right in front of your face, but, you know, you, you can choose to believe it or not. Clearly, she's choosing not to believe it, which is what she's chosen to do yeah. every episode. Well, let me ask you this. Which makes it like she's in denial about something, but go ahead. Let me ask you this, and I mean, we may be jumping the gun here, but do you trust Red in this? I don't know, and I, I'll, I'll get to that later. I'm going to talk about Red, and I, I've got some thoughts on that, but I'm still, you know, I don't, I'll, I'll get to that later. I don't know. I don't know. All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> when it comes to Red and Lizzie, I would say I trust Red. See, I, right. I kind of am leaning toward that, too. But this, but this only is... only when it comes to Red and Lizzie. Well, that's in direct conflict with, yeah. your, with, with your love for Tom. Well, I have a question. Let me. I <laughs> now have, what are you going to do? I have a question about Tom. And what? I, I have a question about Tom, and I think, actually, it's a question that's open to anybody. Would you ever go to an interview, a job interview, at a hotel, whatever, you know, even if it's a last minute change, with a baseball cap conspicuously that. over your head yeah. and look like a, like you have this intention, you're walking out someplace really fast. I mean, that photo itself. He had to get back to Lizzie. So you're, you're saying that if you were at a job interview with a headmaster of a private school, you'd probably be wearing a suit and not... Probably uh, a suit or something at least a little more professional. I don't think a baseball cap counts as professional. A baseball cap no. is one you don't want to be noticed. You know, you kind of put it underneath. That's true. He kind of had like a movie star in in in, uh, in, uh, in on vacation look going on about yeah. him, didn't he? Yeah. So that that kind of that kind of sets me off a little bit. That that all's not still one hundred percent on his side. Ooh, that he's not one hundred percent true. That's interesting. I agree one hundred percent. I thought jumped, about that. Yeah. He jumped out like, but he jumped out when they put the picture of the actual headmaster down. He's like, "Who's this person? I didn't interview with this guy. This is you know, he's lying. If he said he talked to me, I never talked to this person." So he was out ahead of um, our our our, uh, our our gal from the CIA trying to trying to like, "Hey, look at this." And he was right. like, "No, I don't know who this person is." Mm. He was out. He jumped. He jumped. In, he jumped right in with that with, with both feet, and well, then he. It's an interesting red herring. I just think it's really, you know, it's not typical a person would do that. I get it's it. Not that not they want a job at an exclusive uh, school as a headmaster. Yeah, I think you'd want to make an impression. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, I see what you did there, Dando. Yeah, red herring, red. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't intended, oh, no. but thank you. I, oh, man. I, 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 that wasn't intended, but thank you. Well, I don't know. I you know, mean, Betsy's going to write a note about that. That's I, that's that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Tom. I, yeah, I don't. I still don't trust the kid. I have to say, I trusted him before, but I'm sort of swaying in the other direction. Oh, we are flipping and flopping oh, all up in this mug. flipping and flopping, yeah. but I mean, it was just all a little too easy, and I don't expect them to wrap this up with them in episode six. Yeah, it's just too we much. We have so far to go. We have 22 episodes of just of season one. It's yeah. not done. It reminds me of what uh, Colin Farrell's character said in Minority Report when uh, <laughs> when, when faced with a very... With, he, he was very suspicious because he got to the crime scene and it was all laid out for him. Mm. And he said, I worked homicide for 13 years. Yeah. And this is what we call an orgy of evidence. You know how many times I've had orgy of evidence? Never. Like, something's wrong. Yeah. I feel this way to the reverse with Tom. It's like, Lizzie's got, got to know. Like, it's all out there. Those saying that to clear his name, and it feels like 
It's too convenient. She's got to, something is not right. And the answer isn't red. The guy who's been helping you all along mm-hmm. here to discredit you. And her thing is like, I'm, we're done. We're done, red. After everything you've done for me, you saved my life. You've, 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 you've started my career. You've helped me. You've done all these things, but we're done because you're a liar. Well, well let really? me ask you. Let me ask you this, though. I mean, this is, <laughs> she's been married to Tom for a while. They've been together a long time. Red's been in the picture for seven weeks. Right. Right. So, I mean, uh, if if you if you if you break down what she's done, she has essentially allowed him full access to her life. She's allowed him to completely flip her life upside down, Mm. allowed him to uh, uh, dissolve her trust in her husband and allowed her to 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 uh, allowed him to put her in a situation where she is now dependent on him for her status at work she's uh she's compromised at work and she'll she'll never be trusted quote unquote as a straight up agent ever right. like that's completely gone and and she's allowed him into her marriage and so when 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 it all comes out that all these fears he'd sowed were not coming they were not coming to fruition i i think it's completely natural that she's going to be that pissed okay I'll and also i mean in her defense, the last thing she sees, or the, how this sort of ends up, is that Tom is cleared of of any wrongdoing, and it looks like he's been set up. And it looks, it, I mean, it's obvious that he's been set up by Red because he comes out and he sees the picture of Gray. He points out Gray as the guy that he was meeting with, yeah. and she knows Gray. She's met Gray. Yeah. She's been to yeah. that house with the weird milky boozy mm-hmm. thing, <laughs> whatever that was. I'm sure it's delicious. I'm sure it's spectacular. So yes. why would she think? <laughs> no. Why would she think anything else? True. And, well, and why doesn't she confront? Well, I guess she found out about Gray after she confronted well, Red. Well, let's, so let's she, take this opportunity to do a little quick, a quick poll. This is like a, a pre-prediction thing because mm-hmm. this is, I, you know, before we jump into Lizzie and Red, I'm curious. Like, I want to hear some of your theories or some of your because we have a lot of information well, here about Tom versus Red. I mean, is Red setting up Tom to blah blah blah? Is Tom innocent? Is Tom a spy? We have that very telling moment at the end of the show where the people watching. Uh, Lizzie and Tom are like, well, we know that Tom's not working for Red, so we know that those people aren't working for Red. So that, yeah, exactly. And so it's like it's it, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle here. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's all in front of us or if it's yet to be uh, revealed, but I'm curious to know some of your you know, some of our pre prediction theories. Here. Let, let me layer on one more thing to keep in mind about why Lizzie was so pissed at Red, and then let's do the poll. She held hands with the man. She sat under yeah. un, under the thing and held his hand and and told him she you know basically I don't know who to trust and you can trust me right and so she dove in both feet at that mm-hmm. point she, he, she is holding hands with the enemy and she and then when she finds out that she's been played by this guy it's then it, then it's a double slap in the face not only have you put me in this position I went to you I held your hand I showed you complete and utter trust and smack it's all BS yeah so I think that's a double down on okay. I, that's why she got so mad fair enough um you want my theory now yeah I'll take a theory you want a theory yeah I like a theory all right. I don't have one. All right, good. Because <laughs> Julia is always the one who seems to know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm curious because it's like, you know, it reminds me of, uh, and I'm always quoting my, my, my father, Malcolm Gladwell, but um, <laughs> my, my uncle, uncle Malcolm Gladwell, but Gladwell talks about. <laughs> Genetic stretch. Gladwell, <laughs> Gladwell, he's half black, I'm half smart. You're three quarters there. <laughs> We're almost there. Okay, so. Uh, 
there, okay, so he talk, Gladwell talks about this thing about mysteries versus puzzles, right? The difference in like when you, before you go to solve something, you have a you know you have to identify whether it's a mystery or a puzzle. A, mystery, a puzzle is something where all the pieces are there, and it's a matter of you looking at these pieces to assemble them and make get the answer. A mystery is you don't have all the answers; you have to make some leaps and be able to solve the mystery by by th- some things that aren't there. Mm-hmm. I think in this case, they're sort of presenting this more of a puzzle for us because I really felt like by the end of this episode. All the pieces are there, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm like, God, well, it's all here in front of me, like, because I have all the photos and Zanatakos, and then like people watching, and yeah. then like the box and the thing, and he didn't know, and who's. I feel like that I could almost solve this thing if I watched it five more times, but I'm not so sure. Well, I don't know. I think the the biggest reveal this this week I felt was more with the you know director Cooper about the Kuwait thing, and then also Gray at the end. Gray being the person who, yeah. who interviewed Tom. Those seem to be the biggest... I mean, what I've liked about the previous episodes, and that's why I've been confused, is that we get to flesh out more of this world. We get to get more clues. And, and now we have a whole bunch of clues that just don't make sense. Well, okay, well, do you, they just do don't you make feel sense. like this is more... Let me rephrase this question. Do you feel like this is more of a puzzle... That, that John Bulkenkamp's created more of a puzzle for us to be able to say, the clues were there all along? Or is this more of a mystery, which is sort of a TV writing trick, which is like, oh, well, I'm going to write something in that you didn't even know about. You know? Uh, Red's well, really I think, from Mars. Really. I, 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 I still think... <laughs> Uh, I think it's more the former rather than the latter. I think right. it's still a puzzle, and they're putting pieces in front. They just they just instead of uh, instead of putting a piece that connects directly, it's a piece that's way far. Like, yeah. oh, I don't, right. I'm not even anywhere near this part of the puzzle yet. So sure. you got to start working a little bit more to get there, and then we'll see whatever the big twist is. Well, what do you is, okay? Let me uh, simplify. It. Is 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 Tom? Is Tom good guy, bad guy? Go. There's a, I don't think he's I don't think he's a hundred percent up front. I'm not I can't determine if he's good or bad yet. That's the thing. But I, I'm not. But I'm saying he's not honest. Not being honest, as we can tell with Red, not being honest does not mean you're bad. Okay. Well, let me ask you that. I mean, I think I think this whole show is gray areas. I mean, there's there, you can't say that 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 uh, that that Red is a good guy. Red's no. not. Red's a bad guy. No. Straight up. And well, and. Well, oh, he is, but but uh, but we we like Red because Red so far has worked to you know has, has done things that we all agree more. Is he a bad guy? Yeah, of course he's a bad guy. I think he's a bad guy, but not when it comes to Lizzie. Okay, but that's but that's he's a bad guy with a heart. Is he a bad guy that does <laughs> good things or a good guy that's done some bad things? He's a he's a bad guy with a heart of silver. I think he's a good guy that's I'm done so some bad. Things. I, I think he's a bad guy doing a handful of good things. I think he's a bad guy who. Uh. I mean, but, but real, let's look at it. I mean, okay. he's he's known as an international uh, arms dealer and a and a and a and a facilitator and a murderer and a terrorist. And these are not uh, these are not uh, titles he doesn't wear. Well, we he saw in episode he, two how he like he has a moral streak. Like he's not out here just right, which is what we, t- what we talked things. about. We talked about it a, a couple weeks ago. Like we we like these antiheroes with their own moral code. Mm. We enjoy that. But that doesn't make him a good guy. Yeah. All right. You know he's, what I'm saying? He's a guy who's out for his interests, and some of those interests are for the good of the country, and, and, and some of them are just and, for the and, good of Lizzie, but, but we, they're all for his own good. And but only we also have they, to remember, he started out as a good guy. He was he was in the FBI. He was a good guy. Something turned him into a bad guy. Well, I mean, something he said to Lizzie when, when they were talking at the, uh, when they were looking at the, um, at the White House, you know, it doesn't matter who's in that house. I think that that's a telling little moment, because that's really what, I mean, if you look at, if you look at all of this stuff, you're, you know, you, you would never say that a multinational corporation, in and of itself, is a bad or a good thing. It is a thing thing. We've established that these things exist to make money. They're profit centers. They're, that's their job. Right, so when you take morality out of it, then of course it makes sense. Hey, we're losing money at this port. Let's f up this port, and we'll move our money over here. That makes sense, right? So I mean, we can we can logically say, and d- does that mean that the corporation is evil? Well, I, I don't know, right. but they did something that's evil, right? So I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, everything's gray areas. We don't live in that world anymore where there's good and bad guys. Um, 
But let me ask you this. Here's a question about this episode in particular. Red, when he's on the phone, do you, do you think he might be playing Liz this whole episode? Because, you know, when she comes in and he's talking about the painting, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that phone call could have been for Lizzie's benefit? There was no one on the end of the line? Well, I'll line. say, when he, when he hung up the phone after she figured it out, he said, that's my girl. It's, it almost seemed like he was planning that information. That's, right, that, that line I, in particular. I, I felt like that was more of like a... Oh, that was a good move. She's smart. Like that. Right, that's but, my girl. But my question is, do you think that he led her? Do you think that he that whole phone that call about about the uh, about the painting and about New Orleans and the whole thing? Do you think that that was part of his setup for Lizzie, or just coincidence? I don't. No, because that painting was still there at the end. That yeah. painting no, hadn't I, been sold. I think, I think it's coincidence. I don't think. I don't think that. It's I think that was something she under. It's an interesting theory, but I think it's something that she overheard and she solved that. His like that's my girl was sort of like oh, like almost like a proud father. Like oh, there she goes. She's so smart and she like I you know that's that's how I read it. I don't know. But before we get to that, I'm interested for you. Yeah. I'm interested with you telling me about uh, Tom, good guy, bad guy. Go. Oh God, I. Uh... Don't say it. Don't you <laughs> sing it. You promised. You promised you Betsy. made a vow not I did. to I sing swore. it again. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I really don't know where to go with this. I, I really want him to be a good guy. I, I feel we, we in my we heart know. that he's a good guy, we, we but maybe he's working for bad people. Okay, well, we'll, 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 we'll figure that out. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure God, we'll get that. That is the most wishy-washy answer of all time, but I oh, just don't so. know. All, all of you uh, folks on iTunes and on YouTube, uh, I'm very interested to hear some comments on whether we think that the, these two questions, is Tom good or bad, which is what we talk about all, all, all season here, but more importantly, the question of Red. Do you think Red is a good guy doing bad things or a bad guy who is who's doing good things? A good guy who's done some bad things or a bad guy who's now doing good things. I'm, I'm very curious to know what, what we all think out there in, uh, in internet land. But, but, um, well, let's talk about Lizzie. Let's talk a little about Lizzie. Lizzie was an interesting character this week. It's actually the most interesting I feel we've seen her thus far. Right. Um, because she, she feels to be taken, she, this is the first time we saw her absolutely desperate. There was such a level of desperation mm-hmm. to, clear her husband's name. You could tell that she really, really wanted to believe him. I also love that we got to see her be a badass and sure. have that awesome fight in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That losing. was pretty awesome. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I where where, where wrestler failed, she almost succeeded. Almost succeeded. A wrestler bailed her out. What are you talking about? She was toast. No, that's, that's right. She, she, she was, was going to be toast. Yeah, she was, yeah. she was toast. Yeah, that's just true. I, I find the relationship between her and Red to be quite intriguing because, I, like, I, we touched on this a moment ago, but I've been thinking about it. She keeps on going to Red. Uh, and I, I don't believe he's her father. That's not a prediction I'm making, but she doesn't have a dad. Yeah. You know, and I feel like she sees him as a fatherly figure. Sure. And that's why I think she was completely gutted at the end when she realized that I have a prediction on that, but I want to wait till the very end for that. Okay. okay. Yeah. But I think she she's searching for something. She said at one point I don't have the line written down, but she alluded to the fact that going through something like this, Tom would be the guy she would go to, her husband, her confidant, and she doesn't have him right now. She doesn't trust him, so she goes to Red. There's nobody else in her life that she goes to. It's either Tom, but now it's Red. Right. Um, and she showed a side, a vulnerable side to him. You know, she's sort of breaking down her walls towards him as well. So I feel for her. I feel bad for her this week. You know. I, I want to say one thing, and and this going back to Zanatakos for a second too. Uh, I she was going to kill Lizzie. She was totally going to kill Lizzie if Wrestler didn't save her. But she didn't kill Wrestler. And I thought, oh, and she killed the Turkish attaché. I think she only didn't kill Wrestler because the the bell rang. She you know she got to the bottom. 
Okay. I think he just he just he just blacked out and said he got choked out. I think that's just a matter of the, the elevator got to the bottom of the of the uh, okay. got to the lobby. I just wanted to bring that point up because I thought that in case it, in case it comes to play later on, I just thought that was an interesting. Okay. Thing. I was oddly disappointed if I can be honest. When when his legs started kicking, I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. You know, I could have been badass if they killed Diego. That was fun, you know. I do, to continue with Lizzie, I do think that there's, it's been interesting how they are starting to really let us, the audience, see how much of an outsider she really is within the FBI. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'm starting to, you know, we, we talk about your wrestler being angry all the time, but I, we were starting to see some motivations for his sort of anger because he said it finally. He, there was that finally. line he wrote. Yeah. They been wrote here in there. Seven Thank years. You. You've been here seven weeks. Exactly. He was mm. pissed. Exactly. And that, that's finally. something that we as the audience kind of needed to hear because she's been all up in the spot. Like, and I think Harold running. needed to hear it too. I'm yeah. glad that he said it in front of Harold. Yes. Mm. That's right. Yes. <laughs> well, but, I mean, they are trying to. I mean, even even Harold's trying to get you know put her on leave, but Red won't allow it. Red yeah. just comes back in. Red Red here. Red knew about it because he saw Lizzie beforehand. He knew. He walked in there and said, "I got something for you," but per our agreement, you mm-hmm. know, uh, it's got to be with Lizzie. So that is my new favorite layer, by the way. What's going on with Lennox? Yeah, I'm so excited about that. This will give Lennox something to do rather than give orders, yeah, bark orders in the manner all the time. Well, he's that bad. He's, yeah. he's, he's just he's just authoritative. Uh, he said, uh, "I, I fail to see how your how your suspicions orders. about her uh, husband affect our arrangement." So I love that. Yeah, that was another line. Yeah, about yeah. Oh, yeah I love the way he said that. Yeah, yeah. I you know we'll, we'll see. I, I just I'm, I'm really I want. I still want more from the character. I still want more from Lizzie. I want a lot more from Lizzie. I just, and I, I've, that's a complaint I've had throughout this right. entire series. Mm. But we're get, finally, I'm, we're getting a little something. We're getting something. There's there's definitely a lot here to work with. You know, like, on the job seven weeks. The husband is, is, is he or isn't he a spy? You know, her, her relationship with Red. What's Red know? Her her, her work workplace drama with the FBI. Mm. So there's a lot of stuff to work with. Uh, and then we have her ability. I, what I want, mean, I want more from her. I want more of her ability to... I can't tell if she's like a super detective or if she's a profiler. I don't, or she's like a you know super alias style kick ass well, spy who knows karate. Well, she's supposed to be a profiler. Her FBI work was pretty shoddy. I feel when they discovered the Turkish, uh, the, the 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 dead Turkish guy. Right. You know, they're walking around, no gloves, touching things, picking things yeah. up, taking his phone, <laughs> well, making his phone calls, sitting on all the furniture. She's seven weeks into the job. She's incredibly right. green. So that might be something too. Well, you know, not only not How only stopped well, her from taking so, down six international criminals. <clears throat> well, something to consider is that is that on that in that crime scene, she wasn't operating necessarily at that moment as a as an FBI agent. She was operating as uh, as as a woman whose husband might that's be connected true. to this well, woman. Well, she's letting her Good emotions point. get to her. She's she's operating yeah, under and that's desperation why she should have been on leave. instead of you know. <laughs> I, I want to talk about that briefly because I know I know that there's that what that what what she's what they're doing with her I think is is really kind of unique as a character. I mean, you you you've essentially got a character that is adrift. You don't have any family for her to cling to. You don't have any structure for her to cling to on that side. She's got her husband only. But now we've we've already disconnected her from the husband, right? So she is a a character that is completely adrift. There's no like like you know the, the, it was interesting to me when she's holding hands with with Red because it, it, if you had created a character that had a family that had a background that had uh, infrastructure, then she would be holding hands with Dad or with Mom or with Grandpa or talking with a family member. But she doesn't have that, so she's 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 adrift. And so what I think is interesting is to is to layer the desperation and the strength 
on that sense of a character who's adrift, who's only clinging to what she does have, which is her job and her husband, and and they're both they're both getting pulled away from her. So I, I think it's it, it's very difficult. It's a difficult position to kind of put an actress in because I mean you're you're, you're forced to play someone who is believably strong enough to deal with this stuff, but at the same time vulnerable enough to have a reaction that makes the audience empathetic. And and I, it's a delicate balancing act. And I sure. I think I wouldn't say it's, diff- it's a challenging. I wouldn't say it's a difficult position. But she's do- she does it really well. I think. Oh, I think so. Yeah, but I, it, it, it creates an interesting because there's no. You you can't hang you can't hang on as an audience member. You can't say, oh, that's a character just like blah blah blah, because mm. there really isn't anything that's just like this. Right. So there's not like a type, yeah. and so to speak. You know, while we're speaking of acting, you got to give credit to Ryan Eggold for that first scene with uh, with Lizzie when they were doing the confrontation, and he was sure. finally I'll give saying, him credit all and he day was day. saying, right. yeah, and he was <laughs> saying, call the FBI. Then just that whole play. And uh, that, was that, was that. Well, yeah. that was a well yeah. played scene. There were actually a few a great job. Yeah. few well played scenes in this. Uh, well acted, well played scenes. I thought the scene with at the top of Lizzie and, and Tom was great. Like like you mentioned, mm-hmm. I love the exchange. <laughs> the exchange, my favorite exchange, was between uh, Harold and Red. Yeah, which is a very telling, like very very short scene, mm-hmm. but a lot a lot of great lines. There's a lot in of there. stuff in there. And there was a lot of good stuff in there, which will, which will like let me segue into into Red a little bit. You know, I think that we keep talking about these layers being peeled back, but with Red, who is he and what is he doing? I love the fact that if, that that they, you know, John Bolkenkamp and and Spader have created this character where he n- not once does he walk away from what he is or what he's doing. Harold asks him so many questions like, "Are you threatening me?" "Yes, I am." "Are you doing?" "Yes, I." <laughs> like, whatever right. it is, it's like, "Are you?" "Yes, I did. I did kill those people." And your yes, job is to kidnap. Cri- your your right. job is to capture criminal. No, it's not. No. Right. Uh, this, <laughs> is, job. this is not my job. It's a hobby. Never once does he not tell this. This is the other thing. Like he is. I mean, he's surprisingly truthful, you know, in, in his in his description of himself and his motives. I mean, there's been so much guessing about like, well, what are his motives and why is he here? But frankly, he's been upfront and, and truthful about his motives from day one. Like, he's like, I'm here to do this. I want these people gone too. I want this. Uh, no, I'm in this for myself. I don't care. The FBI is working for me. Uh, no, yes, I am threatening you. And yes, I, all, and I, I love that. It kind of puts him in this weird power position. It's this guy who, because of the information he holds and because of where he is, has, it sort of puts him above the law in a way that is like, he doesn't give a shit. And, 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 I, and I really love that in this character. And it's really curious to see mm-hmm. how he starts to, because I really feel like he hasn't really, he hasn't really exerted his full power. I feel like Red's been sort of holding back. I feel like if Red wanted to, he can push a button and, dist- and take down the FBI, or push a button and you know, <laughs> like he said, make make the world triple, like Gray said. Right. But he's he's not doing these things. So I'm really interested in this character we've created, which could be the ultimate supervillain, which has so far led all, led 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 cred- lent credibility to the idea that that he is somehow related to Lizzie, and, and we buy that because it's obviously clear to us. That he doesn't need to be doing all this, right? right? Unless we don't understand the game that's being played. I mean, don't you feel like Red is holding? He's he's operating with some restraint here. It's like a yeah, weird thing totally. where he's like, "I'll play your game, FBI, but only in my terms." Right? You know, and it's, it's it's I don't know. It's really interesting to me. Hmm. But then the question becomes: At that point, what is what is the motivation? Is it really about Lizzie? And if it's not about Lizzie, then then what what's the game being played longer term? Sure. And so that really that's why I think that he's got to be either her father or or somebody you know somebody equally paternal toward her because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. And we're obviously seeing there, there's obviously a much bigger game that's being played that that'll play out over the next few episodes, and we'll start to get a glimmer of it. Right. I also do love the uh, the little character bit that he does. He did. He, he of course did the laugh this week as he does every week. He did. He did it twice, I believe. 
I know. Yeah, he did the laugh and the. Wait, wait, when did he do the laugh? This one. He did it. What was it? Once with Lizzie. When, oh, he did it once on the phone. He's like, ha ha ha, mod. When he's talking about the painting on the phone, oh, yeah. and he did it once. I think with uh, in the when I think talking to Harold and the guys about the I FBI. Think, I think the phone call was bullshit. I do, okay. Well, I, speaking of the phone call, I love you know. I, I love also love the thing about this character Red. He's one of those guys, one of those super spies who has an anecdote or an anecdotal, uh, an anecdote about every sort of super spy he's dealt with. Like a, he knows everybody. It's not anyone he doesn't know in the mm-hmm. underworld community. And not only does he know them, he's got a really like spader like anecdote about it. So it's like, uh, hey Red, do you know uh, you know Jimmy Jimmy the uh, the knife? Oh, Jimmy, he enjoys a, uh, a nice Merlot before right. dinner. It's like everything, whatever, you know, it's like he knows everybody. Or like, oh, he still owes me $5. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's like every, I, I love that. So um, I don't know. It, I think it's kind of a cool thing. It, it gives you this impression that he um, he is in a, in a position to be not only dealing in this world, but sort of above this world. And when he when he when he met with uh, the the bomber, actually the, the bomb maker, how he said, "I'm I have a play with Syria. I'm playing both sides here, and you should be involved in it." That's the kind of stuff that he seems like he's involved in, like the kind of guy who's always playing both sides and looking for a ways to really shift power in in, in this way. I don't know. Um, I feel like the FBI should be a lot more concerned with with Red and his levels of power. I think that I'm really, this is a guy who seems a lot more dangerous than, than they. Yeah, but now we can see that he has something over Lennox. So how far is he willing to explore that and, and blow that open? Yeah. Because if he has these threats, if he can threaten him, he's, he doesn't want to. Yeah. He doesn't want anything, whatever, what happened in Kuwait, whatever it is. He doesn't want that coming out. I mean, he's, he's, he dropped that as a throwaway in episode six. Like, you know, he's been hanging out with Linux for six episodes, been locked up, like, on the, on the weird tanker in the middle of the sea. Like, he he waited to, to the right moment to bring that up. Like, you know, I got you, right, Linux? So you know leave me alone. Right? <laughs> so that, that was kind of cool. And Linux knew about it, too. It wasn't like it was any kind of a surprise. He was concerned yeah. about it. He but, was like, oh, oh, Kuwait. Yeah. There was that. There was that. <laughs> Things didn't go hot in Kuwait. So I don't know. So let's, uh, but, but we'll, we'll see how this goes. I'm really liking, uh, you know, no surprise. I love Spader. I love the character Red. Uh, I like where they're going. Yeah. I like that they're giving some opportunity for it to open things up with Linux. Uh, we did see our guy, the one named Henchman. He, he made an appearance. Yes, he today, did. A, br- a brief appearance, but, um. You know, I gotta say something. I'm really confused about the character of Malik. The, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Parminder. Oh, God, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. She's CIA. Yeah. Yet she's working exclusively exclusively with the FBI. Yeah. She's never with her CIA buddies. She was hired originally to be on, on Red Detail, but on she's that, never with never Red, with Red. Yeah. ever. She's doing all the interrogations for the FBI. Who is she? Yeah, once they decided that Red is going to be on his own and fly around in jets and drink, and drink uh, you know, Cabernet Sauvignon around, <laughs> around the world, then... She should be able to go home, right? Like we don't. No, thanks, thanks, Padmir, But we, you, we we can take it from here. But no, she's like running. She's like the number one FBI agent, but she's CIA and she's in British. Every single episode, <laughs> yes. In All every right. single episode, she is acting as an FBI agent when they made such a big deal of, of of letting us all know that she is CIA. I love the actress, so I don't mm. mind seeing her. I, I love her great, too, but yeah. I'm just really, so confused. Really curious as to what the hell she's still doing there. Maybe someone else can help us out. Is there something we don't know? Is this maybe a special FBI CIA multi level task force thingy dingy that's going on here? Uh, is this not explained? Not explained to us by the is this, by uh, the show? Okay, I mean, I need, I need to go back to episode two. 
right? Is it two when she was introduced or one? Mm. The pilot? I think pilot. it was. I think. No, I feel like it was two. Oh, uh, maybe two. She wasn't in the pilot, was she? No, no, she was maybe not it was pilot. two. Oh, no, she was in the pilot. Two. No, okay. I think so, you're talking about the Yeah, so I got to go back to episode two and rewatch that and yeah. see. It was two or three. What I'm missing. It was okay. two or three. I just can't remember. Yeah, right. I, and, I'm, you know, I was thinking about the Apple guy in context of her because it, 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 it is there another agency that we don't, I mean, there's 17 agencies in, in this country. I mean, is this another agency that's, that's, that's in on this? So Maybe it's Jack Bauer and CTU. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> is it NSA that's, that's involved in the, uh, right. is, is, is Apple guy NSA? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, well, hopefully we'll soon find out. I'm sure we will. Uh, that's all we got. Do we have any news and gossip? We got news and gossip. We do? Yeah, we do. Oh, how about some news and gossip? Okay. How about we go to some news and gossip? (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the benefits of doing, uh, this show on Tuesday as opposed to Monday night is we get to see ratings. So, and the Blacklist had some heavy competition last night in, uh, game five of the World Series. Hell yeah. So Boston and St. Louis. No, no Dodgers. Sorry, Joe. Uh, yeah. So, and surprisingly, not only did, uh, Blacklist ratings, uh, stay, you know, match what last week, they actually went up a little bit. Wow. And it's actually wow. the highest rated episode they've had since episode two. Wow. So, yeah. So it's gaining ground and, and against tough competition. Monday night's a tough competition. It's also up against, I think, hostages on CBS, but it's doing really, really well. So that goes to show you it's doing great. And that's live. That's like, it's, it's really hard to get some live yeah. numbers these yeah, days, especially that's live. against a live sporting event like the World Series. So, yeah, because you want to see, you don't want to get spoiled in the World Series. You want to watch, especially if you're in Boston or, right. or, uh, or St. Louis or you're, you know, you grew up there. So that bodes well for the plus three. Yeah. And, and that bodes, yeah. Oh, that bodes yeah. well for the future ratings for it for that episode. So, so absolutely great, great news for Blacklist. Also, uh, just announced, just saw this on CNN, there are some guest stars, some special guest stars that will be coming on the show. And you'll oh! be, some of them a little surprised. Well, you already, you already clued in one of them because you're looking at my iPod. <laughs> uh, my iPad. Uh, William Sadler from the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, he's going to play Sam, a man from Liz's past who is gravely ill and reaches out to Liz. Bum, Good bum, little bum. background uh, on Liz. Yeah, That's what I want. Justin, Justin Kirk, who you may, if you watched uh, NBC's poorly faded uh, series and Animal practice last season. Oh, uh, he's a comedian. He's also in Weeds. He plays yeah. uh, Nathaniel Wolf, uh, the he's founder. He's great, by the way. He's an he's awesome funny. actor. He's just oh, awesome. What just a great Broadway show. guy. Animal, animal practice. Yeah, oh, exactly. Guy. Angels in America. Love him. Love yeah. him. Love yeah. him. So love he plays him, Nathaniel him. Wolf, the founder of a movement of anti-capitalists. Oh, okay. Interesting. Hmm. And the next criminal on the blacklist. That's what it says here. So I'm guessing next criminal might be next week. Hmm, interesting. Know. They just and then the big one. Who here, else is there, honey? The big one. There, Andrew Dice Clay is coming on the blacklist. Yeah. Andrew Dice Clay. He plays Dr. Maltz, a plastic surgeon who altered the face of the latest criminal on the blacklist. Uh, Liz and Red try to convince him to reveal the identity. So that's gonna probably, that's gonna be really, really interesting. Good to see old that. Lizzie. Did you so, see him, uh, the movie he just did? Oh gosh darn it, what was the name of it? Blue Jasmine. Blue Jasmine, did you see that? Yes. He was phenomenal in that. Great movie. And yeah. he was, he, he was, was great. great to, he was very, Louis um, CK. centered and, and believable. Yeah, yeah. Louis C.K. was uh, great. That was a great movie. So even though, Kate even though this so guy, even though, the, and of course Entourage, I mean, that was kind of his big comeback, I guess, or, or well, comeback on TV. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's making it sound like these guys are next week, even though it just came out, uh, well, on CNN and on EW. So yeah, look forward to seeing them very, very, very soon. Ooh, I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm kind of excited about that. And then I had, uh, tickety tickety's. What happened to my tickety tickety's? Find them. Find them? 
Shoot, I was looking up news and I couldn't find him. Why do we call him Tickety Tickety again? I don't really know. We call him Tickety Tickety's because we decided to put him in news and gossip, and then San Filippo uh, wanted to call him Tickety. He said, what, what, what do you call those things? Tickety Tickety? The like Tickety Tickety? So we kept it, we kept it Tickety Tickety. So, so you're saying this um, is my fault. Yes. This is all. This dates back to January's your fault, sir. Well, I like the Tickety Tickety. Y'all can kiss my intern. <laughs> all, right. all right, I have it. I have the Tickety Tickety's here. Hold on a second. So a lot of the same people. Uh, I saw we got a shout out from Holistic. Uh, uh, oh, come on. What is up with my eyes? I will shout out uh, MTA. Yeah, oh, shout out. MTA of the day. MTA, who follows us from podcast to podcast, <laughs> who's fantastic. Um, and we will shout out our friend. Oh, Shelly and, and Ron. The, the uh, number one fan out there. Fan. They are currently moving as we speak, but they can't wait to listen. That's what they told me. Yes. Oh, uh, here we go. Son of a bum. All right. I saw Dave 15. Oh, here it is. Sheramine. Uh, big bad spick. <laughs> what? That's what it says there. That's what it says there. I'm I'm Puerto Rican, so I can say that. Ugh. Dave nineteen, Dave fifteen fifty five, fabled frequency, holistic sure health and works. healing. Taylor S. Well, I can say it. Yeah, you met everyone. Right. Right. letters from he one said to spice. another. Big bad spice. What did you say? <laughs> Long two one oh one spice. I, well, I'll say if there's anything if there's anything worse than that, I will not say that. So That's make right. sure you get your 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 names right. Right, Mister Kovo ninety three Sparkle Clover, uh, Jan Jandals, Davy Baby seven twelve, Lauren Lozasil. Uh, I've, I've recognized a lot of these names. And oh. Loam two one. What, what about that guy? My Nija. What is that? Uh, <laughs> where Joe Braswell? <laughs> Is that was that one? He doesn't, he doesn't get it. All right, let's go. Keep, keep it moving. Okay. <laughs> like, forget it. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. And uh, sorry. Yeah. And then, when you course, listen to the podcast, it'll make sense. And then, of course, Betsy Cam. And you know what? My iPad's going so damn slow. So let's just. I'm, I, I, there was one other person on iTunes. I'll bring him up next week. Yes. Okay. Got well, it. thank you very much. Sure. Well, let's jump right into predictions. Oh. And now you're after Buzz TV. Right. Um, Nando, I know you have a lot of predictions, but I'm really interested to hear what Joe Sanfilippos has to say. But, <laughs> I knew he was going to do it. But I don't. I think oh, I'm gonna go oh to it's a double swoop. It's the double swoop. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the double swoop. <laughs> Julia, go. Okay, okay. Um, my <laughs> prediction is that Tom is working for Red's adversary. That they spoke of oh, okay. last episode. Yes, my, my 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 super prediction about the super blacklister, the arch enemy. Yes, that I've been. I think every week. maybe, perhaps, since I'm swaying towards Tom, maybe being not as good as I thought he was, even though he's super cute. Okay. Um, I think he is working for the adversary, Got Red's it. adversary. I like that. That's a hot prediction. I like that. Thank one. you. It's a good look, one. look who had a prediction this week. A good week. one. All a good one by too. myself. I, I'm sorry. I mean, your prediction. I, I got a prediction. Water's wet. I All mean, right. what, what are we talking about here? That's not a complicated. We know I'm saying. Oh, that's a genius prediction. Duh. It is a good prediction. Whatever. All right, Nanda. How about you? <laughs> no, no, you skip me now. No, Fine. Go ahead. go ahead. No, what do you got, Joe? What's no, no, no. I'm mad. So did you piss all over her prediction? Right now, just. It's going to be awesome. Don't piss on my chips, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's my be- no, no, it's a brilliant prediction. You no. changed everything. Um, don't hit me. <laughs> so, I think... Okay, guys, come on. Okay, let's go. Oh, she's going to hit me. 
So here's here's what I predict. I predict that the phone call that that Red was on was total bullshit. I don't believe the painting was ever going to be sold. I think the whole thing was a setup by Red. Uh, he's testing Lizzie. I think he's going to see whether or not she's able to kind of figure out what the things he needs her to be able to figure out. So whatever degree that they can actually interact, but he's testing her a little bit. I think Apple guy works for competing agency. Okay. So I, I, those are my predictions right now. Is that that the phone call was BS? The painting was never sold, and Apple guy works for a different competing okay. agency. You're a genius, Nando. <laughs> First of all, uh, Andre Tra. That that was the guy I was going to mention on iTunes. Uh, uh, and my prediction is, I don't think, I know people are thinking, is Lizzie related to Red? Is he not? I'm going to say he's not, but I'm going to say that Lizzie is related to Gray. Oh. oh. Uh, I'm not going to go as far, I want to say Dad, but I just feel like there'd be some more subtleties there if, if it was. But I'm going to say that uh, that that Dad, you know, Father Keen used to work for, uh, used to work for Red, and, uh, and perhaps uh, Gray is related to him. That's a good prediction. Those are, those are way better predictions than my prediction, what which is got, the same prediction I have every week. It's a variation of it. I think that there is obviously a super, uh, an, an anti-Red, Red's arch enemy, a super blacklister, if you will. But I, I think that all of this is leading towards Red's whole motivation here seems to be to flush out this guy who is Red's arch enemy, who is a really, really bad guy. So maybe it's somewhere along the line, Red, Red ran across this guy and they've tangled mm. and Red is like, I've got to take this guy out. But to do so, he's got to do this elaborate, you know, far-reaching web that involves the FBI and Lizzie and everyone else in order to flush this guy out for whatever reason, maybe for the reasons you guys said he's connected to mm-hmm. all these people. And once he flushes this guy out, it'll be the Moriarty versus Sherlock Holmes thing and, you know, Lex Luthor versus Superman or whatever analogy you want to do. So that's what I got. Good. Nice. Yay! Nice Yay. That's yeah, nice. I, don't know. We'll I like see. it. Uh, <laughs> Julia, where can we find Again. you? Find me uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. Just use my name, my friends, Julia Carely. J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. Joseph Sanfilippo. Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Filippo. I'm also, you can check out my website, uh, josephsanfilippo.com. And uh, that is basically it. Oh. Oh, Nando. How about you, Nando Bell? So sad. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter and on Instagram uh, at Nando Bell, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. Also, a couple of shows on here: uh, Walking Dead and Homeland on Sundays. Woo. All right. Yeah. And Black and Black Hollywood Live. Yeah, yeah, with you, huh? Geek Nerd Check on Black Hollywood Live. Another another podcast that we do. Yes, and you can find me there too. On uh, Friday. Black Hollywood Live, yeah. Geek Nerd Tech. We do uh, geek and nerd and, and nerd culture stuff. Yeah. You also find me on Twitter at Joe K. Braswell and on Instagram at Joe Braswell and uh, other places as well. In addition, in addition <laughs> yeah. too. Find you all over town. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we we kept it under two hours. Good job. We'll see you next <laughs> week and uh, for episode seven. Thanks. See- from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 